Welcome to the Blessed Journey. My name is Adam Barillet. Join me as we venture back down the path into nature to discover her magic. Let's learn from the animals, heal with the plants, and feel the crystals. When the moon becomes full, let us gaze up to the stars and find our answers in the darkness. There are so many secrets that Mother Nature has for us. Let's go and find them together. Welcome to the Blessed Journey, and it's starting to get to that point in the year where you go, wow, the year's starting to go so quickly. We're already a quarter of the way through the year and about to jump into April. So today, we're going to explore the astrological forecast of what energies will be raining down on Earth and what we can expect for April. First of all, remember that we spoke last month about all the major planets, so Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, uh, Neptune and Pluto, they're all going direct. So when they're in retrograde, this is a time for introspection. When they're going direct, this is a time for action. So it's very much a time for getting things done before we kind of have the season of retrogrades. And later this month, uh, well, at the end of this month, on the 29th of April, our first planet goes into retrograde and that's Pluto, which is going to be the least significant of the significant retrogrades if that makes sense. But come May, that's when we'll start to see some time to go inwards and some introspection needed and so on. But there are some interesting things happening this month. There are some minor retrogrades, so they're just kind of worth paying a little bit of attention to as they pass us on by and they kind of have a bit of an impact. And we also have our lunar cycle. And there's a second new moon squeezing in on the 30th as well. So we're going to explore all that today as well as which crystals and essential oils I recommend you align with at these particular times to really help you lean into thriving and taking advantage of the lessons that come up and being ready and equipped for the lessons that come up as well. So without further ado, let's dive in. On the very 1st of April, we have our next new moon, and it is a new moon in Aries. Now, Aries being the first sign of the zodiac represents the first seven years of our life. So when you think of someone who's between the ages of zero and seven, what are their major concerns? It's themselves. And so Aries is about our selfhood, about being aware of ourselves and putting ourselves first. So this is a really great kind of focus to be on in this new moon in Aries because the opposing sign, Libra, is where the full moon will rest. So full moon in Libra, we'll explore that in a little while, but that is all about relationships. But what we want to do, and why I love the magic of how the universe works, is the new moon in Aries is all about, okay, let's empower ourselves. So as we step into relationships, we're stepping into relationships as a whole person, not a needing person. Not need, I need this or I need that type of thing. So that way we release expectation of other people and there's it's just that need. No one likes needy people, do they? <laughs> so the new moon in Aries, this is a really great time to take some time to chill out, relax and explore how am I feeling about myself? Am I fully empowered? Am I giving myself the best? Am I looking after myself? Am I being selfful enough? 
you know, there are so many giving, loving, caring, healing people. And the fact that you're drawn to podcasts like this one would suggest that you're probably one of those people. Unfortunately, sometimes you might go around emptying that little cup of yours, making sure everyone's got a drink, and at the end of the day, your cup's empty. And Aries is very, very selfish in a way, just like a child is. A zero to seven-year-old rarely asks you how your day is, rarely asks you about what you know, what you feel or what you want to do. It's purely about them. Now, I'm not saying you need to become a child and have tantrums or anything like that. No, but I just want you to make sure that you're checking in with yourself. What we should be looking at when we're looking at expanding our relationships in the full moon is how do we add to our experience of life rather than what holes do we need filled? The new moon in Aries is actually the time to work out how do we fill those holes so there are no holes. So a whole and complete person, 100%. So what you could do is to sit outside in the darkness and journal this, think this. Um, one thing I've been sharing recently that I've done is just because I felt I lost my way a little bit um, throughout the um, you know the pandemic and not being able to do what I normally do is I lost myself and where I was kind of heading. So I actually wrote down my ideal self. Who am I in five years' time? From you know physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, career, hitting all those goals, all those different types of things. And I'm actually leaning into that future self and I'll pull that list back out on the new moon in areas and really connect with that and go, okay, when I'm making decisions, so when I'm like, well, what should I have for breakfast this morning? Should I have something healthy or should I just have a muffin? I'm like, well, what would my future self want me to do? Which would lead me closer to my future self? That's my north star that I'm heading towards. So this could be a really great activity. If you haven't written a future self list of who you are, write it. You kind of five-year plan in that type of way. While you're sitting out there, you know, because New Moon is in Aries, you may want to light a little bit of candle for a little bit of light and a bit of um, insight, you know, flashes of light type of thing. But just kind of reflect and sit there, maybe with a cup of tea outside. You've heard me talk about my cup of tea meditation. You can't scull a hot cup of tea, so you've got to sit there for 20 minutes. Just think about, how am I in all the different aspects? Is there any holes? Why, why, if you're single, why do you need a partner? What hole are you trying to fill? Could you fill that yourself without needing someone else to do that? Because guess what? People are going to disappoint you. Even if you are in a relationship, they're not going to always fill that hole for you. So you need to patch that hole yourself. The crystals that I recommend are the obsidians. Now, obsidians aren't actually crystals. They're a natural type of glass that's obviously formed through volcanic eruption. But when we think about the context of the creation of obsidian, a volcano has this fire within it, deep within the earth, and it brings it in a massive explosion out to the surface. So obsidians, that's why they're allowed to hang out with the crystal world, because they possess that power, that volcanic power. So obsidians help us connect with the power within us, the light within us, the fire within us, the spark within us, the flame within us, whatever that may be, and bring that to the surface. Now, the most common Obsidian that we know is just straight black obsidian. Really, really great one. But depending on what you need to work on, you may want to lean into some of the others. There is snowflake obsidian, probably the most gentle of all the obsidians. And this is a black obsidian with little white kind of crystals forming in it. And this is very much a yin-yang kind of obsidian. It's power through rest. It's actually one that I like to work with because I tend to do too much. And if you are an Aries or a bit of a fire sign and you tend to overdo it, 
then this is power through balance. Power doesn't have to all be yang, yang, yang. There can be power by having a bit of yin energy, a bit of relaxation as well. And so snowflake obsidian can help you fulfill and become more full through slowing down, doing less. You then have mahogany obsidian. Mahogany obsidian is really great for overcoming barriers within you and around you. But it's also one of my favorite crystals that really resonates with the elephant guide. And of course, the elephant is a matriarchal animal. And so this is a really great one for older women for who feel that they're not as attractive or relevant or applicable or all those types of things. You know, there seems to be a respect for men as they grow older. They become wiser and so on. Whereas women, you know, we see this in Hollywood that people lie about their age because they don't want to be too old in that way. Mahogany Obsidian teaches us that we have wisdom as we get older. We may not have the youthful appearance, but we have other assets that serve us and to bring them to the fore. You then have silver sheen and gold sheen obsidian. Now this is where little oxygen bubbles get caught in the black obsidian glass as it's cooling. And as you move it from side to side, you'll see this kind of silver or gold sheen dance across that. Now silver sheen helps us connect with our feminine side and we all have a feminine side regardless of our gender. That is our caring, nurturing, intuitive, magical side. It makes sure that what we're doing in our life we love and we're connected with what we love. And then gold sheen obsidian connects us with our divine masculine. So make sure that we feel empowered, that we fight for what we believe in, that we are objective, that we make plans, that we have a bit of structure in our life, that we're actually achieving things and accomplishing things. And it can help us to bring that out of, of our, you know, the deep depths of our soul as well. What you then have is you have also rainbow sheen obsidian. This is where you, as you move it, you'll see these different rainbow colors along it. And this helps you to find your color, your light, your happiness, your joy. So if you're feeling a bit like, I don't even know who I am, I'm feeling a bit lost, then rainbow sheen obsidian can be absolutely spectacular for you as well. To pair with that, I'm going to pair it with ginger for this new moon in Aries. Ginger is a red flowering plant, connecting it to Mars, and Mars is the ruler of Aries. But ginger is very much, it's one of the best oils for raising your personal power. And one thing you might want to do after you've written your future self list is actually pop a drop of ginger in your hand, breathe that in, and start to feel the energy within you rise. And as that rises, keep breathing in the ginger. Breathe it in, breathe it in, raise that energy, raise that energy. Then really focus on that future self and maybe see your future self before you. What do they look like? What are they saying? How are they different? What, what do they achieve? What do they have? What do they not have? What do they deal with? What do they not have to deal with anymore? All those different types of things. And really connect with that and use that ginger and that energy within you to bring that person into reality. And then allow that person to guide you on every decision, every small decision on what you're going to have for dinner, through to every big decision, through to should you stay with your job or should you leave your job. And ginger will really help. So this is all about re-empowering yourself, getting ready for a big month ahead, getting ready to be clear on the full moon in Libra when we ask and invite relationships into our life, making sure we're doing that from a full perspective rather than an empty perspective.
Following our new moon in Aries, we've got about a week's break before anything major happens, and then we have a couple of minor retrogrades. Now, the first minor retrograde is happening on the 7th of April, and it is the Proserpina retrograde. Now, you're probably like, what on earth is this on about? You may have heard of Proserpina. That's her Roman name. Her Greek no- name, which is probably what she's better known for, is Persephone. Um, so Persephone was this beautiful young girl who was actually abducted by Pluto or Hades, the god of the underworld. Um, and, but she ended up marrying him. Now, what happened when she was first abducted, her mother, Demeter, or known by the Greeks as, um, or sorry, known by the Romans as Ceres, um, she was the goddess of abundant growth and plants and agriculture. Because she was mourning the loss because she didn't know where her daughter had gone, she actually refused to help any plants to grow. And this created the first winter on Earth. Eventually, an agreement was kind of leveraged between the mother and Hades um, and with a bit of a helping hand from Zeus where Proserpina would spend half her year with her mother and this created the months of spring and summer because all the trees and the flowers and the fruits started coming back at that time and then she'd spend the other half with Pluto because she actually started falling in love with Pluto and she became the goddess of the underworld and this created obviously autumn and winter. And it's how the Greeks and the Romans described the seasons. It's one of my favorite myths. It's really quite um, romantic in its way of, you know, painting. This is why it's happening. So I really love that. So there is actually an asteroid, a small asteroid that is named Proserpina. Um, and this, the energy of this asteroid impacts how you feel outside of the home or the family unit. Um, it can impact what happens when you know mother is not around to take care of you you know leave it's about leaving the nest feeling like a stranger in a new place separation anxiety um or leaving a comfortable situation and when you think about what's happening in the world right now we have you know with the i guess we have this trilogy of what's happening in um you know we've got covid we've got climate change and we've got putin's war on ukraine that's happening still and you know it's uncertain there's a lot of uncertainty and we're like we're in a brand new place that we've never been before now the negative influence of this asteroid can actually leave us feeling quite weak and vulnerable i don't know what's going to happen and we're kind of being beaten out by the world however what you can do is you can work if you think about persephone or proserpina she was this vulnerable young girl abducted by the god of the underworld and taken away from her mother where she knew everything was safe and sound what happened, though, is you can either lean into that victim mentality of Proserpina, or she became the goddess of the underworld. So she actually grew and um, flourished once she was outside of her mother's eye, which is quite cool as well. So this is where you can actually choose to become a fully realized, independent individual as well. So as Proserpina goes into retrograde around the 7th of April, events around you may start to have you feeling out of your depth, um, and that you're kind of, you know, feeling very vulnerable in one way or another or uncertain. So basically, this is your opportunity at the start of April to work out, okay, I'm either going to sink or I'm going to swim. Realize that you have your own choices um, and that they've led you to where you actually are. And so think about those choices. Did they get you there because divine leading? Um, was it ignorance or naivety that led you there? Um, 
And have you allowed other people to kind of control the direction of your life? If you think about, you know, where she spends the time, it's between her mother and and her lover. And, you know, sometimes we allow our family members to actually say what's happening in their life. So all these kind of things may come into your, come up at this point in time. But what you want to do is you want to seize the opportunity. You're in, if you're in a new environment or a new uncertain place, let's work out who you truly are. This is the chance to go. You can either let life control you or you can control your life. And this is what is going to come to the surface at this time. It's about becoming that fully empowered, realized individual who knows exactly what's happening in life and decides how their life unfolds. The crystal that's going to be a really nice one to work with with this Proserpina retrograde is a black sapphire. Now, we often think of sapphires as being blue, but you can actually get every color in the world of sapphire apart from one, red. Well, that's still the same crystal, but they call that a ruby. So black sapphires, they're very, very hard. Um, So they are meant to basically be, you know, when we think of hard crystals, they are very much about, um, you know, they're about strength and solidarity and commitment. And black sapphires, which come mainly from Australia, in fact, um, are about protecting what we're committed to being true to who we are. So you can see kind of a theme culminating between this Aries of who am I and this black sapphire and this proserpina of like being empowered with who I am as well. So black sapphires will help to offer you calm strength and help you trust your intuition amidst times of turbulence and chaos. So when you're feeling vulnerable, leaning into a black sapphire is really going to help as well. It's also going to shield you against bullying and unreasonable anger fear or intimidation tactics that are imposed by other people as well. Um, and it's going to support you in establishing boundaries. Being black, it's protective. Basically, this is a great crystal for protecting you when the shit hits the fan and you're feeling totally out of your depth, that sink or swim. To go, right, this too will pass. Whatever I'm going through right now, it'll pass. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to stay loyal to what I'm committed to. And if it's almost that future self. You know, that's where I'm heading. And even though I, the the... The weather is turbulent right now. I'm just going to sink into my roots and I'm going to be really grounded in what I'm going to do. The oil that I'd combine with this is myrtle. So myrtle is actually sacred um, to um, this cycle of life. The Egyptians saw the white blossoms on the myrtle tree that represented our incarnation on earth. And then the black fruits that would form later on represented the journey into the underworld. But we actually get myrtle essential oil from the leaves, funnily enough. And so the leaves are there all year round. And so they represent the soul, the immortal soul, and got passing through the good times and the bad. The, you know, above in life and the below in the underworld and all those different journeys that we go through in our dark times and our light times and keeping hold of our beauty and our majesty in that time as well. So myrtle would be a really beautiful one for its very magnetic oil. It's very alluring. Um, mix it with your skincare um, and, you know, a drop with your moisturizer at night or put about nine drops in some water for around the week of the seventh, probably about the fifth for seven days and spritz that over your face and mist that over you. And that's really, really going to help you to kind of feel truly who you are and ride the storm with a smile on your face and looking up rather than buckling down and being in a brace position. Unless you're in an airplane. 
then take the brace position if that's what this, the crew tell you to do. But Myrtle will really help you in that way. Our next retrograde actually happens on exactly the same day, on the 7th of April, and this is Quayor. Now, Quayor, you're probably like, is he just making stuff up to make content? I swear, it's definitely a, well, it's a dwarf planet. It's a newly discovered dwarf planet, about half the size of Pluto, and fell, found in the Kuiper Belt. So it's spelled Q-U-A-O-A-R, Quayor. Um, and Quayor helps us to understand the influences of different generations. Quayol inspires you to kind of comprehend the sacredness of life and the need to respect the natural order of the world. Um, it supports harmonious revolutions in understanding, healing family issues um, by releasing the old, um, or releasing the old um, inherited psychological patterns. And on a larger scale, Quayol's influence helps heal humanity, creating an awareness that everyone is a single, large, big, happy, connected family. So during Quayle retrograde, events can start to occur that will make you kind of aware of psychological scripts maybe you've adopted as a child that you still adhere to today that are not serving you, that you kind of feel unworthy of being part of the family, that you know, you're allowing the struggles of humanity to drag you down in different types of ways. You may see disconnection between people and you may feel disconnected between people at the same time. This is a time to start letting these go, start being empowered, start working on your self-worth, start um, really balancing who you are and coming into your empowerment as well. So there's a real theme of stepping into your empowerment, your personal power, and even your personal beauty. And when I say beauty, I'm not necessarily saying, you know, you need to get to the hairdressers and get a new do or anything like that. What I'm saying is it's about allowing that light to shine. Really, really, it, it, we're being set up beautifully. For this so the crystal that works really well with this is sonora sunrise now sonora sunrise is a combination of turquoise crystal cola with a rust colored cuprite it's a beautiful crystal now both crystal cola and cuprite actually both they contain copper which give them this loving healing energy however cuprite leans more towards the masculine and crystal cola more to the feminine combined here this crystal is going to bring healing and balancing to both your feminine and masculine sides of who you are, but also when we have issues with family members or people in our lives, this can often be because of disowned aspects of ourselves. If we don't, if we have an issue with aggressive men, it's because we aren't, you know, comfortable with our empowered masculine or, or, or some part of our masculine. If we're, you know, if we have mother issues, this can affect how we nurture ourselves and how we are nurturing in relationships. And so, Sonora Sunrise fits in really quite nicely in the spot to help us to um, really kind of find the balance within ourselves again so that we can step out into the world and help with that as well. Uh, Sonora Sunrise really helps you face major problems including irrational anxieties, terror from past traumas, um, fear of dying or anything that's been plaguing you over a long period of time. It can also help you find people who can guide you on healing um, such as a mentor, um, steering clear of those ulterior motives of, you know, of uh, false gurus as well. So it's a really good one for helping you find resolutions and kind of find back kind of a, a universal or a family or a community um, harmony with other people as well in not just healing them, but actually healing yourself. The essential oil that I've paired with this quail um, is 
the fur oils. So this could be Douglas fir, it could be Siberian fir, white fir, Himalayan fir. doTERRA has this amazing blend called Holiday Peace, which they normally release each uh, holiday season at the end of the year. And that has three furs in it. It has um, Douglas fir, Siberian fir, and Himalayan fir. Plus vetiver, which really helps us get to the root of situations. Grapefruit, which is about respecting ourselves. And frankincense, which allows us to be vulnerable. So that would probably be my favourite blend for quail retrograde. The furs are renowned for helping us with generational healing. For trans, you know, when I smell the furs, they transport me into these big, grand forests that scatter the earth. And walking amongst these towering giants just helps to put everything back into perspective and all life's troubles seem to slip away and these will really help you to get these new void points that maybe you've you've ignored in the past that aren't serving you it can also help us to be more understanding um be more compassionate be more forgiving and healing so both to ourselves and thus to other people as well so remember the furs being part of the conifer family were given the challenge and then set the task for being the guardians and the stewards of helping humanity and the animal kingdom through harsh times, through the winters in our lives. And so the furs will really help you in this way. So as a nutshell, what's going to be happening in the first half of the month? Well, we've got that new moon in Aries, encouraging us to make sure that we are empowered and we're going to lean into obsidians and ginger. We've got proserpina, who, when she goes into retrograde, may actually, you know, you, you're going to feel all empowered on the first because you focus on that. And then Proserpina is going to pull out the rug from under you on the seventh and go, hold up, I'm going to throw you into some other situations just to make sure that you are really respecting yourself. And leaning into Black Sapphire and Myrtle would help here. But at the same time, you're going to find family members and other people around you as well. There may be a bit of instability, you're feeling a lack of harmony. And that's actually because you're, you're not harmonizing with other people because you're not harmonious within yourself. So I'm going to tell you in the first week of April, even up to the first fortnight, it's all about you. And that's a good thing. And that's a bad thing. It's about really leaning into your personal power in that first half as well. So we're going to take a short break and then we're going to come back and we're going to start looking at the second half of the month of April. You're listening to The Blessed Journey with Adam Barillet. You're listening to The Blessed Journey with Adam Barillet. I must explain as well or apologise if you can hear a little wheezing happening in the background occasionally. We've got Ava. Ava's my cancer cat. She's the cat that was meant to pass about a year ago and it's still going strong, but she's a little bit wheezy and she basically gets to do whatever she wants. So if she wants to sit in this room while I'm trying to record a podcast and be nice and quiet... She gets to do that. The other cats get thrown out, but she gets spoiled, the poor little lass. So she's having a bit of a wheezy snore in the corner. So you might hear her occasionally. I swear it's not my belly or anything like that. So today we're looking at the, um, I digress, let's get onto the topic at hand. We're looking at what we can expect in the month of April. So the first half, we've said it's all about empowering ourselves. The, the universe might test you a little bit to make sure you're like, right, who, what are you dedicated to? What's important? Have you got any issues? How do you harmonize yourself? And if we look there, there's a lot of you know black crystals and uh, and empowering crystals as well. Cuprites are deep red. Obsidians can be red or black, and black sapphire, obviously black. So really grounding yourself. 
And this really leans in with um, what happened last month with it being Mabon and getting rid of what doesn't serve us here, especially if you happen to be in the Southern Hemisphere. But a really nice time for leaning into that. Then we're going to take a bit of gear change on the 16th of April or even into the 15th, 16th and 17th of April. We've got our full moon in Libra. Now, like a broken record, I'm always saying each sign represents a different aspect of life. And guess what? Libra is about relationships. And this is your full moon of love. So if you're single and you're wanting to manifest a lover, this is the full moon to do it. So take advantage of it, block it out in your diary, make sure you've got something special because it's a common thing that we're often looking for um, and, and that we're often asking for. So Libra doesn't necessarily have to be about romantic relationships. It can be about all relationships. So depending on where you're at, you may want to focus on, hey, I need to change my friend group or I need more friends or I need to find some business associates that I'd like to work with. Um, that kind of thing. I need to repair a relationship that's kind of a bit mended. Maybe you need to repair a family relationship. All those different types of things can be really great. So this is a air sign. Libra is an air sign. So what I like to do for this is I love to grab some incense, normally 13 um, sticks of incense. And on the full moon, I'll actually hold them with my intention. And each day, I light a stick of incense in the morning, allowing that smoke, which is filled with the intention to drift out to the universe. And also that aroma is kind of connecting me into my yearning or my wanting to, you know, what I, that intention that I set. So what I've created is an aromatic anchor. What I mean by that is, you know how you smell something and you it'll bring back a memory. So you'll smell a cologne or a lavender or remind you of your grandmother or food in a restaurant or something like that type of thing. So that's reactively, that's what happens. And that's because when we smell something, our olfactory bulb, which turns smells into electrical impulses in the top of our nose, then travels and sends those impulses through the limbic system which is a primal part of our brain, kind of at the stem, that's to do with fear, emotions, and memories. And we kind of use smell and memory are very tightly linked together. Because, you know, I guess when we're surviving, if you smell another, you know, killer animal coming at you, you know it's time to run. And <laughs> we know that food, what smell, good food smells like, so we chase good food. All different things like that. But it's evolved now. So what we can do is we can actually smell something, an essential oil, or in this case, incense. As we're smelling it, we can think of a memory. We're creatively visualizing. And so whenever we smell that in the future, it shifts our energy back to what we're thinking about when we're doing that wishcraft. So for the full moon in Libra, get really clear on what kind of relationships you want to attract into your life. Just like you write a future um, list for yourself on the first, Make a future relationship list of what you want your relationship to be in the future. Now, you can do this if you're single, of who you would like to attract or what type of person you'd like to attract into your life. And if you're in a relationship, you may want to look at where you'd like your relationship to evolve or whatever that may be. But again, allow that relationship to be pulled forward by that future version of yourself. So... After you've done written your list, after you've programmed or sent your um, visions into the incense, and I'll put a link to a YouTube video that I've done about programming incense as well. Um, what crystals will we lean into? Well, I've actually got four different ones, and it's kind of a, it depends. 
on what you're focusing on. So if you're focusing on just harmonious relationships, platonic or business or something like that, non-romantic, then I'd lean into Goshenite. G-O-S-H-E-N-I-T-E. Goshenite is actually a clear beryl or a clear emerald. And I like to work with the clear crystals around um, full moons. And so Goshenite really helps, you know, because it it grows in um, rods, six side of rods, hexagonal rods. And six is a, a number of harmony. And so being clear, it's very high vibrational, it's very magical, it ebbs and flows energy, and it brings harmony to relationships. So absolutely perfect. So if that's what you want to focus on as you're programming your incense and sending that vision of perfect relationships or a perfect relationship into your incense, you may also want to hold a Goshenite and send your, your intention into there and wear that Goshenite for the weeks to come. If you want to focus on maintaining the harmony of your romantic relationship, this is where petalite, especially pink petalite, is absolutely divine. Pink petalite, again, we're looking at very all the four crystals for the full moon, a very high vibration, but this one is. And pink petalite surrounds you in a bubble of love. So if you've got a partner and you really want to um, kind of, you know, encase that relationship in a bit more love, maybe you've been going through a bit of a rough time and you want to make sure that you give love a chance, then petalite can be really great. And there is a bit of a practice that I teach where you get two pink petalites, ribbon them together with your intention of a a close relationship or tie them together with ribbon um, on this full moon and then wait till the full moon in Scorpio when you untie them and then you give one to your partner to carry and one to you to carry. And this is really good if you've got like a, a... a traveling partner or a long distance relationship it kind of helps though like those stones are bonded together they energetically bond you together as well and if you're talking on the phone or having a chat at any point in time if you're each holding the petalite it kind of helps that that link to bond together remember when we're talking about love as well and i've just been talking to someone at the moment who's been asking me which crystal do i use to make someone realize that they want to marry me um we can't interrupt someone else's free will that is, you know, that has dire consequences. And just as the angels can't help us if we don't ask them, you can't make someone fall in love with you. So with all what we're doing here, what we're doing is we're putting that caveat of everyone has free will. This is what I would like. This is what I'd like to manifest. And if the person in your life isn't that right person, then you want you focus on what you want to manifest and bring them in. So even if... You know, if you're not sure at this point in time, if the person that you're with is that right person, focus on what you want in that relationship, focus on what that relationship looks like, and allow the future relationship to pull you forward. You'll either be pulled towards um, the person you're with or someone else. For example, if you decide that in your ideal relationship, you go and see plays and musicals because you really like them. And so... Next weekend, you decide, okay, I'm going to go to a musical play. You ask your partner whether they're with, do they want to come? No. Okay, let's invite someone else. Not saying they have to invite another romantic partner, but invite a friend. And start getting into the feel of that, that, what relationship you want and what fulfills you. And that's why that new millionaire is being clear on what you want. It's really, really important as well. 
Headlight can also be used to just surround you in a bubble of love if you're like, if you're maybe just getting over a relationship and you're kind of like not ready yet. That could be good. And it may then just be best to focus on Goshenite and bring more friends in or colleagues or something like that. But this is not, this full moon is not about being a hermit and going, I'm, I'm full and complete with who I am. Because if you're not growing and evolving, you're decaying and depleting. A couple of other high vibration crystals that you might want to lean into. Morganite. So Goshenite is clear beryl or clear emerald. Morganite is pink beryl or pink um, emerald. And this is very, again, it's about harmony and love. So if it's about fairness in love, it's about equality in love. On a grander scale, it's about equality between the sexes, between uh, different races, different religions, different countries, all those different things. It's a very, real harmonizer one. So if you're feeling that you want to focus on a bit of equality or balance in a relationship, then Morganite can be really great. If you are ready to manifest your soulmate, then it's time to reach for a Kunzite. K-U-N-Z-I-T-E. Kunzat is absolutely perfect for helping us lean in and to attract lifelong relationships. This is not the crystal that you want to be giving to your, um, you know, to your teenage son or daughter so that can attract their first boyfriend or girlfriend unless that partner is going to stick around for the rest of their life. But if you're like, right, I need someone who's going to nurture my soul, then this, you know, then Kunzite's one to go with. I'm going to do a kind of a dip forward nine days. We actually have Psyche going direct. Now, if you remember me talking about Psyche retrograde many months ago, what happened is Psyche is about what does your soul yearn for in love and what are you willing to be and have in love? And Psyche goes direct on the 25th of this month. So this is a really great time to really lean into what is my soulmate? And it's so interesting. I've just really been observing the way relationships go these days and how how long they last. And, you know, sometimes it's sad that people don't live happily ever after. But are we making poor decisions? Are we evolving? Should we? I don't know. Should marriage be like a 10-year contract and you, you just renew after 10 years? There are even traditions where you would marry for a year and you'd be off the market for a year and then at the end of that year, both people go, do we want to renew? Yeah, let's renew. And off you go again. And if one didn't, you're like, okay, we're back on we're back on the market again kind of thing. You know, really, you know, so it's about, this is a full moon to really set in with, what do I want? What do I want in a romantic partner? Because uh, a romantic partner brings out the, the, the worst and the best of us. And hopefully in the end, the best of you. Through, you know, through the challenges that we have in a relationship in that way, kind of way. And so remember, a retrograde is most felt when it goes into retrograde and comes out of retrograde or goes direct. So this whole, what does my soul want and yearn for in that dining, that's really the focus of the, you know, the majority of the second half of this year. Uh, sorry, of this month, of April. So leaning back into the full moon in Libra, the essential oil to go with either Goshenite, Pink Petalite, Morganite or Kunzite is rose. Rose is the oil of love and it's the oil of unconditional love. So it's really interesting and really important to lean into rose here to make sure that whatever you want in love, that's your desire. It doesn't have to be anyone else's desire. And what you're looking for is you're looking for a perfect puzzle fit. 
So the person you're with or the person you have in mind or the person you're dating or the person you used to be with may not be the right fit. And that's okay. But I forget how many people are on the earth, but there's a couple. There's a few people. And there's more than one person out there for you. If you're feeling that there's not, I just want to remind you how you felt the day before you met your last partner. You were like, there is no one out there. And then suddenly, the universe shuffles itself around and there's someone who seems perfect at that point in time. And Rose just lets you love people for who they are, let them go on their path. If the paths are going in the same direction, you walk together. If they veer off in different ways, then that's quite all right as well. But if we love ourselves enough, it doesn't matter because we don't need anyone else. Rose will make sure that we're fine. So really lean into Rose. If you need a bit of discernment of what does your soul really want for that psyche going direct and for this full moon, lean into pink pepper. Pink pepper is very much about discernment of the heart. It also stops you biting your tongue to keep the peace. So as healing people, we're talking about looking after ourselves before. And sometimes what we want to do is to maintain harmony in relationships. What we'll do is we won't say how we truly feel. We won't have those hard conversations. And Pink Pepper allows us to be authentic in love, to be who we truly are. It's a tough one, but it's a good one to be. So that's all about love in and the full moon and what will be happening around there. Our first major retrograde. This is happening on the 29th of April. And this is Pluto is going into retrograde. So I know that from time to time, the status of whether Pluto is a planet or a dwarf planet or what he is, is kind of debated. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. He's still a celestial body orbiting in our solar system and will have a bit of an impact and a pull on what actually happens. So of course, Pluto is orbiting out in the icy cold outskirts of our solar system and thus is connected to the mysterious and the unknown aspects. He speaks of the parts of ourselves that we keep secretly hidden. Um, you know, sometimes Pluto's influence is painted as this evil influence of power and destruction and death, obsession, kidnapping, coercion, volcanoes, crime, terrorism, war and dictatorships. However, all these aspects play a role in our spiritual path. These events bring change and Pluto teaches us about the need for transformation and to flow with the eternal cycles of life, death and rebirth. Now, during a lifetime, the Plutonian energy allows us to wipe the slate clean and try and go again. Because it's kind of with Pluto, it's like that saying it needs to be dark to see the stars. You need to have some challenging times to grow and to evolve. And Pluto helps to bring those up from within us and around us. So when Pluto is moving in a direct or forward motion, uh, he'll support kind of changes in the world around us. You know, issues of corruption or buried stories may surface. Uh, you may learn that a politician's been taking bribes, a celebrity's having an affair, or that a friend has been bitching about you behind your back. As you learn about these events, you can start to, you know, make better decisions on who you trust or throw your support behind those who do use their influence to enlighten humanity and serve the greater good. Now, when Pluto goes into retrograde on the 29th of April, the changes start to initiate internally. So what you're going to find with people around you that are struggling with this energy change, they're going to become unsettled and power struggles will start to surface within them. 
This can end up being expressed in destructive ways, um, such as becoming a control freak, they might become a bit suffocating, or use unbearably forceful behavior. So when this is happening, this is an ideal time to start to, you know, take some regenerative action for yourself. Start to, you know, while other people are getting a little bit crazy, come back on, okay, now let's make sure I'm not a little bit crazy. It's a really great time to actually start some internal cleansings and detoxifying diets um, for the mind and spirit. Explore, start to explore what's driving you and what motivates you and how they don't serve the highest good. So this is about getting honest with yourself about how much you're maybe motivated for recognition or money or authority. For example, are you actually exercising to improve your health or are you spurred on by desire for revenge for an ex that didn't appreciate you or maybe if you know i if i get a nice body then people love me on social media more are you recklessly striving to be rich or famous in an attempt to get respect or do you want to achieve something in order to give something back and when there's this um corruption about just wanting something and we see what well, you don't respect that when we see politicians or celebrities or any of that they're just they're selfish but we're like, oh, wow, if they're earning a lot of money and they're giving it back to charity, that's respected. And Pluto kind of like shakes this up and goes, hold on, why, what's, what's happening with you? So this is a really empowering um, kind of opportunity, especially for those in the Southern Hemisphere in the cold months. The wintry weather is obviously um, an introspective time and encourages you to do some soul searching. So this is a great time to explore Eastern disciplines, um, that will put you in touch with your inner self. So um, maybe regression work, um, psychological um, exploration could also be good as well. Um, once you've identified traits that you dislike or that don't serve you, get to on improving these. Write down attitudes and patterns of thinking and behaving that don't serve you or others. Identify where you manipulate people and situations for personal growth. And Make sure that when you're writing out, you know, you can go back to your list of the perfect you and kind of don't write, I don't do this anymore, like I'm not bitchy anymore. Write in the positive. Remember that the universe and what we focus on, what, we've, what we think about, we bring about. So we're focusing on not bitching. Guess what we do? We bitch because that's what we're focusing on. Focus on being kind, on being generous and so on. Um, so as you become aware of all these different things, start to take responsibility. Use that power of Pluto, that volcanic activity that we actually started the month with um, to start making sure that we, what you're doing is for the greater good and you are actually lifting the consciousness of humanity and helping humanity in one way or another. So there is obviously a karmic debt from humanity's past actions where we have used power poorly at times of war, with pollution, with corruption, and the debt is to be paid with selfless services of humanity. So as we all start changing our ways of being, using our personal power for the benefit of humanity rather than the exploitation, then tremendous spiritual growth is going to be possible. During this Pluto retrograde, you have the opportunity to lead the revolution of human behavior and cease the destructive patterns of the past, which end up causing suffering and damage in this world. So there is a beautiful journey that we actually go through in April of realizing who we are, but bringing up the mud, 
bringing in relationships that we want and surrounding ourselves by people we love and then making sure that we are stepping out into the community and giving our best and making sure that we're not being driven by destructive tendencies or selfish tendencies in that way. What would I recommend? I would lean back into the obsidians. We're going to do a full circle in April again. Volcanic activity, finding that power, especially the sheen one, finding do I need to be more caring, more nurturing? Do I need to be more empowered with the gold sheen obsidian? Silver sheen for that nurturing, that feminine side. Juniper berry is the essential oil that I'm going to recommend. Juniper berry is very purging, very cleansing. I love a drop of doTERRA's. I've actually got it in front of me right now in sparkling water. A drop of doTERRA's juniper berry in water. Diffusing it is great. It helps us face our fears. It helps us face our darkness. It helps us with shadow work or dealing with aspects we don't want to look at. All that kind of stuff helps us deal with it, face it, and let it go. So a really great one to lean into. So that's kind of the cycle that we're going to be taken through in April. So it's an empowering one. It may, it may be a little rocky from time to time, but hopefully those crystals and those oils will help you. And before we go, I've got one more event happening. Sneaking in on the last of April, because the new moon, remember lunar cycle is about 28 and a bit days. Since our new moon was in Aries on the 1st, on the 30th, we've got our next new moon in the following sign, and that is in Taurus. So, with all our discoveries and everything we want, Taurus is about financial health and well-being. It's about material goods and money and that type of thing. Now, for spiritual people, we may go, well, I don't need to focus too much on that. But in fact, I think we really need to, because the world pays us what we believe our worth. And if we've upped our value and our worth of our new moon in Aries, then we should be able to deal with our money issues in Taurus. This also will lead in, and we'll talk about this in next month's forecast. We have our um, full moon in Scorpio, and Scorpio is about spiritual exploration. Having money and having that security allows us to more safely explore spiritual things. When we're worrying about how we're going to feed ourselves, or when we're worried about you know any, anything on that kind of base level, we can't look at those higher levels. So having that stability is actually essential for our spirituality as well. So on the new moon in Terries, sorry, the new moon in Terries, that's a combination of Aries and Taurus. New moon in Taurus, start to look at what do you need to do with your money? It's kind of a good time to take a rain check of your money. So six months ago, we would have manifested what money we want. Let's make sure we're doing the right thing with it. So there are two black crystals that I'm going to recommend. One for saving and one for spending. So the first one is jet. Jet helps to remove bad habits, smoking. It helps to remove bad emotions like grief. It's a really great grief stone. And it's a really great one to have in your handbag or in your pocket if you tend to be a bit reckless with your money. So if you need to save more money and be a bit more disciplined with your money, then I'd really lean into jet and program a piece of jet and then carry it with you. Um, it's a really great one to even pair with manifestation crystals such as green jade, or citrine, because sometimes people are really good at bringing money in, and as they bring money in, it goes out the next day. So this could be really great. Um, then, if you want to invest money, if you want to build on the money you've got, black garnet. Garnets are cubic crystals, so they grow in squares or cubes, and so they, they're like building blocks. They remind us how to build on the success we've already got. So if you're like, oh, I want to invest in this, or I want to try this, how do I spend my money to create? How do I use my money to create security? 
rather than create insecurity uh, with our spending. Black Garnet will really guide you in that way. For attracting money and feeling worthy of money, Bergamot Mint essential oil is going to be really great. Um, for being a bit more grounded and sensible with your money, Vetiver is going to be really great as well. So this is another time just to sit outside with one of those oils, one of those crystals, think about your intentions, what are you going to do? So do a financial check. Are you in the right financial position? Are you heading in the right financial direction to support your spiritual growth? So that is what we can expect for April. It'll be an empowering time. It'll be a challenging time. But all the, even though the moon and Quayor and Pluto and uh, Persepina and Saki are all kind of floating around, causing chaos in our lives. There's one thing you can rely on, and that's Mother Earth. She's there, supporting you, giving you that strength beneath your feet, and then sprouting these plants and trees to give you essential oils to support you, birthing crystals from the ground, bringing volcanoes to the surface to birth more obsidian so that you have that empowerment. Mother Nature and Mother Earth, Gaia, is giving you everything you need to thrive in this month. So enjoy this month, grow in this month, ascend in this month, and may your light shine brighter this month from the lessons that you endure. Until next week, take care. Thank you so much for joining me on the Blessed Journey today. I hope what we've explored has helped to ignite a light within you so that you may shine a little bit brighter out in the world. Feel free to subscribe so you get notified of future episodes and I love receiving your five-star reviews and reading your comments. Until the next episode, check me out on social media. Go to adambarillet.com. Find me under Adam Barillet at YouTube and Instagram as well as Crystal Connections with Adam Barillet on Facebook. I look forward to joining you again soon. Blessed be.